Sick Jacket from the Cycle Round, sitting from the street platoon, representing Pico Union downtown LA. Beautiful Los Angeles here by Cycle Round. He's gonna scream, he's gonna yell, he's gonna spray, he's gonna dance. And when he say one, two, three, four, hit it, he's giving the MCs something to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Take away shit. Lately I've been second guessing, all this extra stressing. I'm just putting up with shit, trying to get the lesson. Nothing's free, take the pain and accept the blessing. Leave it in the booth, pens of mine in every session. Don't know the world shit, it's just what I was left with. Ain't never know what I'ma do with it, I keep them guessing. You see me last the What's going on everybody? Welcome to another vlog series edition of ENT Radio right here with the homie Sick Jack. What's up, what's up? Hey man, I appreciate I appreciate his time and the honor to take to interview, man. We've been such a huge fan, especially going on all the cycle shows at the observatory, bro. Like, Every time that we go, I never miss one, man. Thank you, man. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. And the first question I want to start off with, man, is uh, when's the next show, man? Uh, next weekend, we got uh, two shows, Once Upon a Time in the LBC. Oh, we got the Queen Mary. Uh, yeah. Everybody's on that. Yeah, that was gonna be that was gonna be fly too, and I know definitely too that the tickets are probably sold out. Already. Both shows are sold out, yeah, right? They sold out immediately. Yeah, that, that one's like a big one, man. Because of cycle, not because of anybody else. That's right. <laughs> All the cycles out there, you know, you know what it is, man. All right, all right, so just to get like a little background here, telling you, man. Um, so what, what gave you the drive to pursue hip hop, hip hop, man? Um, one of my best, well, my best friend when I was growing up. Uh, we were b-boy, you know, we got into the b-boy thing, right? Yeah. And uh, one day he came up to me and he showed, he played me a record. It was Spanish. It was somebody rapping in Spanish out of Miami. And uh, and he pulled a piece of paper out of his back pocket and he started rapping this verse to me. You know, I never thought about being a rapper. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. My dad's a car painter, my mom's a homemaker. Right, yeah. So, uh, it, you know, caught me by surprise and then he goes, let's write one together. So we wrote one together. I've always been good at writing since I was a kid. So once I wrote my first verse, I was that's it. That was it. I was hooked. Was just right yeah. after that. And it just felt natural. It felt like that's what I was supposed to do. Yeah, that's tight. So I, I know I've been listening to your music again. I would say 18 years, man. I, I'm, I'm 32 right now. I remember uh, we recorded the the, the, the uh, book one, book two, and the War Story album on, on a cassette tape when we were driving to Minnesota. We were just flipping that bitch back and oh. forth. So I've been a, been a big fan ever since then, man. How long have you been pursuing music other than the 18 years that I've been listening to? That was it. I mean, after, you know, after that, you know, um, me and after that, me and you know, we started writing songs. We were writing to instrumentals like you know, uh, All Revere by Beastie Boys and whatever yeah. instrumental we could find, we'd write to them. Yeah. And just record little demos. We we're paying for studio time. We go to Hollywood and uh, and uh, pay for, uh, you know, we we're in this little home studios like eight track cassette thing. And uh, then we started doing shows. You know what I'm saying? I played my first show when I was 14, 15 years old. You know, Duke hooked it up. Duke was going to college. He was going to CSUN. He wasn't rapping. Was that true? You know? yeah. Oh, he wasn't? No. So he, got me, so he got me and my boy Giorgio. He got us on our first show. Our first show was at the pub at CSUN, you know? Okay. And um, then we started doing college shows when we hit the circuit. And that's when uh, uh, summer of 93 is when we met B Real. We were at, 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 at downtown. Uh, we were doing a show to uh, raise money to end uh, gang warfare in the neighborhood. Right? Yeah. And that's where Hero saw us performing, and that's where he, you know we had a mutual friend, and, and he introduced us, and the rest is history. You know? That's tight, man. Um, 
So for the cycle movement, man, uh, what, what inspiration can you give all the cycle fans that every time that they go see the, the shows and say they want to pursue music, would it be like a motivational or a crazy one to give them? I mean, you have to, you know, it's, the, the thing is because now, like when we started, you know, studio was fifteen hundred dollars a day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you wanted to record an album, you were in the studio for two months. It was over sixty G's. You know? yeah. Now you can record an album in your house with a computer. Yeah. So there's no, there's no filter. There's no, you know. Yeah, exactly. So now you got fans that are trying to just rap because it, it's, you know, it's, it's. Everybody has a gift. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But people that 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 have a gift and want to pursue music, you know, they need to understand one thing is there is no music industry anymore. Exactly, When's yeah. the last time you guys bought a fucking album? You know? right, yeah. been streaming, no one's getting paid, so you know, you really have to be passionate about this to get into this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, I've been I've been doing this for a long time, you know, since I was a kid and then professionally, you know, and uh, you know, I've been blessed that I've been able to take care of my family with this, you know what I mean? And it's all thanks to the fans and yeah, the supporters, like, you know, uh, everybody that buys our music and buys our t-shirts and all that, like, you guys allow us to to, re to continue to make the music we want to make, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Well, I've seen a lot of platinum artists come and go, a lot of famous people come and go that don't yeah, exist, they ain't around no more. And, whatnot, and yeah. here we are 20 years later, and it's all because of you guys, you know? Yeah. Um, it's not because a record label invested money and paid a radio station to play our music, you know, or a bunch of radio stations to play our music. It's solely based on the fact that, you know, you guys support our music, we're very grateful, you know? I, I want to make that shit clear. Yeah. We exist because of you guys, you know? Um, but you know, no, because nobody buys music. That you guys don't have the experience anymore. Nobody respects music anymore. So when people are coming into the music industry now, they're doing it for the wrong reasons. You're doing it because you want to be famous. You want to get girls. You want to fucking. You think you're gonna get rich? No, dude. Like you know, you have to be passionate about this. It has to be your calling. It has to be your gift. It has to be your your, your destiny. You know, and. Um, but I mean, that's from my perspective. Yeah. yeah. But you look at the, what's going on in the industry now. That's trash. They're, man. they're they're investing money, yeah, because they're you know they're they're you know the labels are in control. They're being you know when we were when we were growing up, the agenda was gangs. You know they they built a lot of prisons, so they put all the money and invested money into all this gangbang music. Yeah. You know, yeah. they fill the prisons. So now the agenda is different. Now they're blurring the lines between gender. Now they're making people stupid. They're, you know, they listen to the music that they're putting out there and they're investing money in. Yeah. It's to dumb people down, you know? They're disconnecting everybody. They continue to disconnect everybody. That's crazy, man. Well, anyway, <laughs> back to the question. There you go. <laughs> There's no music industry. If you're not passionate about it, don't even bother. There you go. Um, for the, the observatory shows, man, uh, I've been to a very few of them, man. I've probably like over about 10 of them. Um, every time that you're ready to perform in there, what's the what's the vibe like for you and the feeling for you before you step out on stage? Um, I usually go into the bathroom and just like get away from everybody okay. in the dressing room and, and at the observatory because it's a hometown show. Yeah. A lot of people there, a lot of family, a lot of friends. Go to the bathroom, detach myself from everybody, and just kind of you know um, start connecting with, you know with the energy that's there in the venue. But the minute you go out there, man, and, and the crowd, you know, the energy that they put out, yeah. it's electrocuting. Like, it's hard to explain, and, you know, it's hard to put yeah. in words, but yeah. it's electrocuting. And then it's just an exchange of energy, yeah, the man. whole show, you know? Yeah, the way you are, like, when you're on stage, man, like, you're just, you're, you're involved with the fans, you just 
get yeah. I, I always see like on stage that you're just like smiling and shit watching everybody yeah. just do it man my brother my brother preach he, he told me he goes he goes uh you know he goes you're not there like you know he goes i try to talk i tell you something he goes you're just looking at me and he goes, you're not even like you know yeah i lose myself and it's just it's it's i'm connected like i'm i plug i plug it you know? right yeah it's just us that's dope the ceremony yeah and uh, going back on to the music uh, for production, man, I see you, you've been messing with Reason a lot, correct? Now I am, yeah. Now you are? Yeah, yeah. Uh, before, before Reason, were you, were you messing around with any other beat programs other than before you got to Reason? I started with the SB1200. SB1200, yeah. old school. I started with SB1200, that's where I made all, all the Psycho Room music with. Yeah. Uh, the first album, book one, most of book two, was SB1200. Then I got into, uh, then I got into, uh, yeah, it's limited though, because yeah. it's like 12 seconds average, right yeah so they have a 45 or anything yeah. then uh then i got into the fc and then i got into reason khalil dj khalil was trying to get me a reason like what a bud i just don't want to learn a new program man. right yeah i never liked homework yeah same so, yeah <laughs> but then uh cynic you know he, he was like look this is how we would use it so he explained it to me in like an sp 1200 kind of way yeah. Now he's trying to get into Logic. Uh, logic, yeah. I heard a bunch of cats going on Logic. Because I know from Reason you made uh, you made the Psychedelic album. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. How was that experience like doing that with Frank? Because I know a lot of guys, they use uh, Reason for loops and stuff like that. How was your experience like making a full album off um, Well, the way I use Reason is just, is, is I do a, uh, I do the, the, the basic track. I do a skeleton, you know? Yeah. And then uh, then I build up. I had a lot of musicians coming for Psychedelic. Um, yeah, I'm gonna put on an instrumental, uh, uh, like a vinyl version, because uh, the, to me the, the the musical arrangement is immaculate on that record. You know, yeah. um, live bass, live guitars, I had uh, Amy Jesus on bass, Saul uh, on guitar, I had uh, St. Louis on keys. You know, I had uh, Mike from uh, from Manuel on, on, on horns. You know, I had uh, uh, Megan on violin. I had you know, both both because on my record yeah. and both Hill. Um, I do. I like reason because I do the bass, the, like the basic shit. Yeah. But I like bringing musicians in, you know. And, and then, you know, the musicians they help me expand the sample. So it's not just a loop. I get to build, you know, and I get to build yeah. the hills and yeah, create some Yeah, yeah. That's dope. Um, and you're always on the go with that, right? Because I see you always be on the laptop. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, the thing with with now, like I said, you know, it's with technology. You know, you have pretty much have a studio in your computer, so I can, exactly, make, yeah. I can make beats on the plane. You know? Yeah, definitely. And, uh, but you know, like right now, Psychedelic was the first album that I produced completely since the Psycho World stuff, you know? Um, I didn't produce after that, because after Duke got shot, Duke was my front man, he was my big brother, you know, right, my yeah. front man. So I had to, you know, when Biro joined the group for the first album, I didn't want to rap no more. You know, yeah. I just wanted to make beats. Yeah. They didn't they didn't let me do that though. Yeah. So after Duke got shot, I had to become the front man. So I spent on yeah. terror tapes, you know, six symphonies albums, yeah. six Success stories, terror tapes, uh, the record with mugs, you know, everything was uh, was me working on on, on the vocal side. I mean, I'm a writer, but I'm not a rapper, you know? Yeah. And uh, but psychedelic was what I think was it was a culmination of uh, my production and you know, my, my vocal performance. And it, was, it was my first solo record, which yeah. was hard to do. Yeah. You know, it took me a long time to get that launched. You know, I'm used to working with my brother, working with Cynic Pro. You know, yeah. where I had to, I scrapped so many songs. I had to go see my brother. You know, and yeah. be like, 
me play you some stuff that I'm working on. Yeah. Well, I'm not too sure. And I started playing them stuff. And he's like, we fucking tripping that shit. Yeah. So, you know, I I worked with my brother on that record too, you know? Yeah. Um, he wrote like five books on the record, you know? Um, I don't know. I just, you, you always need a water bounce off. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Uh, two last questions. Uh, so you're saying that you're more a writer. Where does where your writing craft come from? Like I said, since I was a kid, I've always, I've always, uh, I always enjoyed writing. It just came natural. You know, a lot of the songs from the first album were poems. Stone Garden was a poem called the Garden, a Garden, uh, Garden of Stone. It was about a cemetery. You know, um, it's what it's it, lost cities like you know those verses of poems before I just kind of reworked them into verses. So it's like that's what I'm saying. Like after Duke got shot, I had to learn how to be a fucking rapper. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. That's crazy. Um, but you know. My shit is writing, I can like writing. People really, you know, nowadays, you know, everybody got ADHD, you know, ADHD, yeah. high definition. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? But, but uh, you know, attention spans are short and all that. But um, our, lyric, our lyric books have been used in, in, in uh, universities as curriculum. You know, certain class professors that email, sociology class, things like that. So, you know, I'm a fucking writer. Um, that's why we always put our lyrics in our booklets. That's why you're psychedelic. I put out this book. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. The lyrics. And uh, you know, after I think I'm, right now I'm working on five albums. You know, the first one being uh, Lord of the Flies, produced by Cynic. You know, I'm do a Spanish album. I'm gonna do another one, Mugs. Um, and then there's two other ones that I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a Pyramid City with Two Mix, and I'm supposed to do this this uh, record with Apollo Brown, and uh, he wants me and Vinny, Vinny Paz from Jeremiah to be the vocals on it. Yeah. I don't know what's gonna happen. I want to. I just. I think I want to dive into writing. Yeah. Yeah. See what I can do. So for the for the new vinyl that's coming out. With He's gonna scream, he's gonna yelp, he's gonna spit, he's gonna dance. And when he say one, two, three, four, hit it, he's giving the MCs something to, to get him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Take away shit. Lately I've been second guessing, all this extra stressing. I'm just putting up with shit, trying to get the lesson. Nothing's free, take the pain and accept the blessing. Leave it in the booth, cleanse the mind in every session. Don't know the world's shit, it's just what I was left with. They never know what I'ma do with it, I keep them guessing. You see me last the dub when we close to death for reppin'. It was written in the books for me and Duke to steppin'. Psycho realm forever. Six side for life. This ain't some shit I spit in mice to get the pocket right. Don't think I'm living in the darkness, I'm the brightest light. And all this music is to make sure that you got it right. I'll rap, I'll trap, I do none of that. I'll mumble, I'll fumble when I'm on the track. Don't risk it all for nothing, homie, ain't no coming back. You know that your money's always good when you fuck with Jack. Every time you copy here, the dope get better 
My brother told me keep it going so I never let up I do this shit for us, put my soul in every letter Cause I know we gotta die, but our music's gonna live forever Life's a bitch and death is bliss, but I still keep on choosing her Would've been a loser if I didn't have this musica My life's a little crazy cause I overdo the moon sometimes I lose my mind on purpose just so I can go and find it Get my sight from psychedelics just to keep from being blinded I had to calm the chaos, the storm affects the climate I'm still headed to the top and now I'm watching who I climb with Always with the double S, strive for more, nothing less Feeling blessed cause I survived the world, it's been a fucking mess Inspired by the Dive Bar Assassin's mixtape that me and Waxy did, you know? Uh, uh, you know, we collect vinyl, so we could put out a mixtape called Dive Bar Assassin's, you know, and he's, he did a beat tape off of that mixtape, you know? Uh, so I told him, I told him, Michael, why don't you get a couple, you know, a couple rappers to rap us on this and the record? So uh, we did that, I think he found me when I had the studio and I feel like writing up. And, uh, and, and we wrote the, the single, you know? So we shot a video, it came out good, so we shot a video, you know, the single that, that, that we're, the vinyl that we're, that we're pushing right now is, to, is pretty much a single to promote his beat tape, you know. After his beat tape, is Road of the Flies, you know, which is entirely produced by him. I'm right, you know? I'm not producing shit right now, but yeah, you know, but uh, so I, got, I got a bunch of stuff in the works, man. That's dope, man. Um, I definitely that concludes our episode right here at the Santa Fe Spring Swap Meet, man. We want to give a great blessing to Sick Jack and Senek for meeting up and let us do the meet and greet. Plus, Sick Jack, I'm doing the interview. Copped it right here. Got the motherfucking signatures and shit, man. So, yeah, man, we all out. Stay tuned for the next episode. Made some money doing this. I hit a few commas. So light spin the movie from the action to the dramas. Every time you copy here, the dope get better. My brother told me keep it going, so I never let up. I do this shit for us. Put my